Hello, friends. It has been a hot minute since I recorded one of these bad boys, and the reason is really that the things I most want to talk about, I don't want to talk about publicly yet. Um, I alluded to this on the last No Plans to Merge that I'm doing a bunch of rewriting of stuff. Um, and yeah, I'm not really ready to bring it out in public yet, you know, in the way that I do. I'm sort of experimenting with just being quiet and doing some of these things on my own in the peace and quiet of my computer in my room and not spewing it all over the internet. Um, and I'm having a lot of fun there, and really I want to talk to you about a lot of things there, but I'm just not ready. So instead, I want to talk to you about fly fishing, because this is equally as much on my mind, and I'm equally as jazzed about it as I am about all the other stuff I'm doing. And so you've probably heard me talk about fly fishing sometime in the past, really the past two years I've gotten into it, um, ex- explicitly the last two years. Last year in the end of summer, I think, I was my first time fly fishing. And I went out to Colorado with my brother. This is something that, well, he lives in Colorado. And so it's a very Colorado thing to do. And we both like fishing. And I thought I would love to try fly fishing. So we hired a guide and we spent like four days in the Rockies camping and fly fishing. And it was a hoot and a half. And I learned a ton and I bought a pole and I've been hooked pun intended ever since. Um, and I've brought the practice back to my hometown and have been trying, you know, fly fishing here. And I want to talk to you about it because every time I go out, I learn so much. And a lot of the lessons that I learn apply to programming and they teach me things about programming and being a better programmer. And some of it's just because I'm learning something. And in programming, you're always learning something. So there's correlations between the learning process of fly fishing and the learning process of programming. But there's also really weird uh, connections you can make or that I make at least when I'm out on the stream. Like, uh, you know, I don't have an example right now, but I will have some for you in the next few episodes on this this topic. But uh, but yeah, so this is just kind of an intro to it. So I went out to Colorado and I did some fly fishing trout in Colorado and it was awesome. And I came back here and I thought, okay, well, I live in Buffalo, New York. You wouldn't think that this is a fly fishing capital of the US and it's certainly not. You kind of picture Montana and, and Colorado and uh, whatever, California, all those places, Idaho, that, um, you know, northern, northwest U.S. Um, mountains, cool water streams coming from the mountains that trout love and fly fishing in those mountains, right? Well, turns out that I actually live in my own kind of fly fishing mecca. It's called Steelhead Alley. So I'm going to intro Steelhead for you. Um, yeah, so Steelhead, it's a fish that I, I re- I've heard about Steelhead because I live in Buffalo and growing up, you just hear people who fish and they go, oh, you ever fish for Steelhead? No, 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 whatever. Oh yeah, you should come out with us. Uh, I've heard you fish, they fish egg sacs for Steelhead, like that's the bait they use. It all seemed weird and confusing. And honestly, the word Steelhead just sounds like bad. It sounds like a fish that's like dumb and ugly and has a steel head. <laughs> it doesn't sound like something you'd want to eat. So after coming back from Colorado and listening to fly fishing podcasts, I was, Orvis is like the fly fishing brand and they have a podcast and I'm listening to their podcast and there's this episode on Lake Erie Steelhead. Now Buffalo is on Lake Erie. It's a great lake. And they're talking about, they mentioned Cattaraugus Creek. I live 20 minutes away from Cattaraugus Creek. They called it the cat. And it's like, everybody knows about Cattaraugus Creek. And I'm like, what? I've hunted on Cattaraugus Creek. I've grown up around it my whole life. I know it's there. I just didn't know that it was such a big deal (laughs) 
in the country. People from all over the world travel to fish it. And there's a few other, uh, there it's Cataraugus Creek, but really it's a river. Like it's, it's probably bigger than the Colorado river that runs through like half of the United States. Like it's the great lakes tributaries are just much bigger. Like what we call a Creek is what out West you would call a river. Um, so don't picture something small. It's a fairly wide, beautiful river. Which time are we at? Oh, we're only halfway. We have so much time. This is great. So yeah. So, um, so I'm listening to this podcast and I'm going, whoa, okay. Interesting. So this is like a national thing. And this fly fishing podcast cares about a, a stream. That's not that far from my house. This sounds like an opportunity. So I start looking into steelhead. What are steelhead? So steelhead are, uh, well in, in their native habitat, they're Pacific ocean rainbow trout. They live in the ocean, and then when they when they go to spawn, meaning they go to lay their eggs or the females, they swim upstream. I mean, the males do too, because um, I guess they mate in the streams, right? That's probably how it works. They feed in the ocean, and then they swim up into the tributaries in like Washington State, the top left of the U.S. They do it in Alaska as well. Um, and probably even California, they swim into these, these tributaries, they swim a long way and they spawn, they mate and they lay eggs, um, in the streams and then the eggs hatch and whatever. So this is exactly how salmon behave. This is what salmon do. They do the exact same thing. They swim up into the streams and then they spawn. Uh, but the weird thing is salmon actually die after they spawn. Uh, the females after they spawn, they die. They're spent. It's weird. Um, I guess other species do that. It's not weird. But steelhead don't do that. And steelhead are actually just really big rainbow trout. The kind of I've caught a, a handful of rainbow trout in my lifetime. And yeah, they're, um, I mean, they're beautiful, but they're not that big. Like a, a foot long rainbow trout is like a good size rainbow trout. But these are much bigger. They're like 24 inches or more. They, they're like four, four or five pounds on average. And then they get much bigger than that. And they're beautiful and they're a prize. So in the 80s, I think, the um, whatever, whoever, the I guess the DEC around here, I don't know who manages this, but they uh, started a stocking program where they took Pacific Ocean steelhead and they put them into the Great Lakes. And just to see if they would take, if they would live in the Great Lakes and feed and get big and then go into the Great Lakes tributaries like Cataraugus Creek. Um, so they, they actually do this and the stocking program took, it worked. Um, they tried stocking salmon in Lake Erie and it didn't really take the returns weren't that good. Meaning every year they would, you know, they, they, they have their own ways of measuring the population and from what they were measuring, they weren't retaining those steelhead or those salmon. They were, they were restocking them and then they would die or whatever. And then they would just keep restocking. So they ended that, but the steelhead actually took, so there's lots of native steelhead. They like it. They like it in the great lakes. They like it in the tributaries. So yeah, how are we at here? What are we at? We're at seven minutes. Okay. So that's, that's basically the story. And there's a Creek like 10 minutes from my house called 18 mile Creek. And it is a small creek that I've like, I've hiked on as a kid. I've been there a hundred times. I've fished for suckers. I've fished for smallmouth bass. Um, I don't know. It's just a creek that everybody knows. I've been in it a hundred times and I never knew anything about steelhead or fly fishing or anything. So I learned and went on YouTube and found that this is something that people do around here. They fish for these beautiful steelhead. And if you see a picture of them, you're like, oh my gosh, this came out of that creek. That's literally 18 mile Creek. I shouldn't even say 10 minutes. A part of 18 mile Creek is literally a two minute walk from my house. It's just 
one street over. It's like literally the next block. There's a bridge and 18 mile Creek runs through it and it's beautiful. And I never thought anything of it. I just thought it's a beautiful Creek, but it holds steelhead. They run up into it in the uh, fall when it starts to get colder. They're cold blooded fish, like largemouth bass, like bass and smallmouth bass. Bass are warm blooded fish and walleye and pike and all that. They like warm water, but trout like cold water so when it gets cold they go into the streams suppose i don't you know i don't know the whole science whatever but they like it and they they swim upstream and they behave and look very much like salmon and they even taste like salmon um so we're eight minutes and 30 seconds so i i just decided that i was gonna get into this i was like let's do it i live in a how i i being like opportun i have to be opportunistic i live in this mecca of steelhead fishing that a lot of people fly fish. I, I couldn't even picture somebody in Western New York fly fishing. I just pictured all the fishermen are just, you know, with their spinning rods and worms or whatever, catching bass and pike and walleye and whatnot. But there's fly fishermen, just like you see in Colorado, you see right here in my backyard. So I wanted to be that. I wanted to get into it and I wanted to catch these big steelhead. And uh, that started the journey. And I'll guess, I guess I'll fast forward. I fished a ton last year, like almost every day for good stretches I fished. And I didn't catch anything. I would catch tiny things, but no steelhead. Um, well, I finally caught my first real steelhead on my own, not guided or anything uh, on Friday. And I caught three of them and had five on the line. And it's like, it was just kind of this moment of like, whoa, I finally did it. So I want to talk about it. I want to talk about the lessons I've been learning. I want to talk about how it applies to programming. And I hope you're interested in it. I hope it's interesting to you because this is going to be a little bit of a divergence from the flavor of this podcast so far. So enjoy. I'll see you in a minute. 